Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. I want to dive into the word today. Just We've been setting the context with this series we're in, Door of Opportunity. And I want to look at Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. We've been reading it every week, but I want to dive into it today. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. We're going to start. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Come on, I want to dive into a word that I feel like the Spirit is drawing out of this scripture for us today. I feel like the Lord wants to speak to you today about making the most of where you are of making the most of where you are currently. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can get into the mindset where I'm thinking 10 steps ahead, where I'm thinking of the future and what could be and dream about what is to be in, in days to come. And I can, I can daydream and I can get caught up in it so much that you know there's, there are times where I have to come back into present and say, all right, where am I right now? And I want to encourage you today to ask yourself that question. Where are you right now? What is the season God has you in right now? We've been talking about the door of opportunity and we started the whole thing off by opening our hearts. The most important door we can open is the door of our hearts. Jesus is knocking at your door. He's knocking at my door and he wants to come in, not just to be, to be with us, but to give us something that will sustain us. I don't know what season you find yourself in, but, but the Bible says that when he comes in, Revelation says, I knock at the door. If you will listen, come to the door and open it. I will come in and I will eat with you. How many need something to sustain you through this season right now? Come on, I believe right now this word is for you. That God is going to give you something in your spirit that's going to sustain you for right now. In fact, not just sustain you, because he said, I give you the bread of life. The bread that once you eat it, you will not hunger for other things. In fact, the scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and all the things will follow you. The kingdom mindset isn't chasing the things. The kingdom mindset isn't chasing the doors. And today, I want to talk about making the most of where you are. Because I believe this is your current state is the most important position you could be in. I know some of us think, well, someday when I get a stage or someday when I get a platform, someday when I have influence, someday when I have more followers, someday when I start my business and it really takes off, someday when I start that nonprofit and there's multiple employees and all these things are working properly, then that is the person that God will use. And I want to tell you, my friend, I want to encourage you that actually God wants to use this current season you're in to use you mightily. This is one of the most important doors of opportunity that we can, as Christ followers, we can, as sons and daughters of Jesus, walk into. 
making the most of every opportunity of where we are. When we read this, it translates as uh, the meaning, the literal meaning, buying from. It has the sense of redeem, to redeem. And I want to encourage somebody who, who maybe you feel like you've lost something. Maybe you've been through something in the past that's stolen something from you. Some part of who you were or some part of how you thought or some part of maybe the, the faith you had or the boldness you had, the courageousness you once lived in. And maybe that season or that person or that situation stole that from you. And you feel like you're, you're walking around wounded or missing something. And I believe that what God is saying in this is, is when we understand who we are in Jesus. You see, when you say yes to Jesus and he comes into your life, you no longer are a part of the fallen you no longer are a part of those that, that have nothing to look forward to. You no longer are a part of those that have destiny as death. God, when he comes in, he gives you life and life eternal. When Jesus comes into your life, he gives you a purpose to live for. We always say it, Jesus doesn't come in just to save you from something. He comes in to save you to something. Jesus is on mission to make sure that he saves you to the true purpose, the true destiny that he put on your life. The identity of Christ, the identity of the sons and daughters of light, that where we go, we light it up. Where we go, we make it tasteful. I think of someday when Jesus comes back and he takes us all up, this is gonna be a very dark and bland world because the Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. Man, how many have ever had a meal where you needed some salt? I know that's offensive to all the chefs when you cook a meal and someone pours salt on your meal. We're talking to one of our chef's friends. He says, I don't even put it on the table because I don't even want it to be an option. Because when you put salt on my food, it means I failed. Jesus, what he did is when he created us to be like him, we bring the flavor. In fact, when, when the, the scripture was written, actually the context of the salt was to keep it preserved. Salt actually continued to give life to what it was that it was preserving. And I believe with all my heart that we're not only just called here to be on the earth for such a time and then we go up to heaven, we're here to bring pres uh, preservation to those around us. We're here to bring life everywhere we go. I want to dive into what God is calling you to redeem. Because I believe that this season you're in currently, friend, whether it's a season where you feel anonymous, whether it's a season where you feel like you're in the shadows and you feel like God has forgotten you, I want to speak to you today because I believe that this is a season where God wants to redeem you. He wants to redeem the king you were meant to be. He wants to redeem the queen you were destined to step into. He wants to redeem the identity he placed on you. This is a season of redemption. This is a season where God wants to give back, where God wants to restore, where God wants to put inside of you something. And I believe that when we make the most of what God has put in front of us, God makes the most of what he's put inside of us. You, somebody catch that today. Because I believe that God is speaking that to you. That as you be faithful with what's in your hand. As you be faithful with what you know. 
God will be faithful with what you don't know. God will be faithful with what he put inside of you from birth as he knit you together in the womb and he placed all these things strategically inside of you. That is the thing that God is working on when you make the most. When you make the most, it's to redeem. But I love this because Paul adds the reminder that the days are evil. And he shows us to be aware of the great pressure in the direction of misuse of time and opportunity. Christians must not relax, but overcome that pressure in their own lives and use every chance to turn others from darkness into light. I believe that we are called as the children of God to not overlook the time we're in. Paul was encouraging the Ephesians. He said, be careful. Be careful. Not to live as unwise as the foolish do. They just go through life and they're like, whatever happens, happens. He said, don't be foolish. Be, be, be careful about where you are currently. Be wise with everything that you're doing right now. And I want to encourage you, maybe some of you in the room today, maybe some of you watching online, maybe you feel like you're in a season of waiting. You know, some of us, we go through this when maybe you find yourself in a season of singleness. And you're waiting for that special someone to come into your life. And maybe some of you, you're waiting on that, that time where you're going to be financially set. And there, there are those of you that maybe you're looking at the position that you're going after. And maybe you feel like you're in a season of waiting. And you're like, God, I don't know when, but I'm waiting and I'm patiently waiting. Come on, can I get an amen from the single people in the building? You say, Lord, I am patiently waiting. If you could speed things up, that'd be great because I feel like I'm in the season of waiting. I don't want to talk to us today about that season because I believe it's a most, the most strategic season you could be in. Because I believe that without the season of waiting, you have no season of preparation. Without the season of waiting on God, you have no season of preparing your character. Without no season of being in between, you have no season of getting ready for. And so I want to talk to us today about this season because I believe that it's one that we make the most of where we are so that God makes the most of who we are to take on what he's blessed us for, what he's put inside of us for. Come on, I'm talking to someone today because you are called you are called to be a mighty man of God. I'm talking to some women in the room. You're called to be a woman of faith. God has destined you to be a voice in this time. God's destined you to be a prophetess, to speak life into your world. Come on, to speak life into the culture, to use your platform for good, to use your platform to not speak death, but speak life into dreams, to restore and to redeem and I believe that God's going to use you in that way. But we have to make the most of where we are now. To make the most of where we are now. I want to look at Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3 verse 2 through 5. Now Joshua, we find them talking to the people and they're about to bring the ark of God into the community. Now, this is something new because they've not had this experience yet. And I want to talk to us today 
about what God is doing in this moment. Man, as I'm praying and we're seeking God for this time, for this season, we are believing that God is breathing and moving on his people. And those that are tuned in, those that are listening, those that are still before him are catching his fire. I believe that God is moving uh, mightily throughout the earth. And the Bible says that the spirit searches, searches all hearts. In fact, we find a couple times in scripture where God was roaming the earth, searching. His spirit was roaming the earth, searching for those whose heart was after him. And I believe that we're in that time again where the spirit of the Lord is searching the earth for those that are fully dependent on him. And Joshua was talking to the people about this time when the ark is being uh, introduced to their community. Now the ark back in the biblical days represented the presence of God. It's where the presence of God dwelled. And so when the ark of the covenant came in, the presence of God flooded that space. They kept the Ark of the Covenant in the temple, in the protected area where only the priests were allowed to go because it was so sacred and so holy. And so Joshua was preparing the people. And I want to talk to us today because I believe this is a word for us right now. I believe this is a word that God is speaking to his chosen. I believe that today, my friend, wherever you find yourself, I believe the Spirit has searched you out. That's why you're listening to this message, why you came to change today. It's why, you're, it's why you're invested in this talk today, because the Spirit is searching you out. And I want to I give us uh, some things that we can dive into to prepare for where we are currently. Joshua chapter 3, verse number 2. Joshua says, after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. He said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. I want to read that, that verse again. Verse 5, look at it. And maybe you need to underline it. Because these words popped out of the page when I was reading it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves now. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. I wonder what the Lord wants you to consecrate today so that he can move on your tomorrow. I wonder what the Lord wants to, you to make the most of today so that he can make the most of that thing tomorrow. I wonder what the Lord is calling you to consecrate. Now, the, the word consecrate, literally, the core idea is the separation from the things that are unclean or common. I love this definition because I believe that God is calling his people away from that which is unclean and which is common. We are not to be common Christians. Man, I believe that so many of us, we, we settle for that common Christianity, we're just okay with the flow of Christianity, right? We bought the t-shirt. We wear the merch. 
We rep on a Sunday, but our life doesn't show that Jesus is king. Our lifestyle doesn't show that we're serving one who created everything. Our lifestyle isn't all in. And this core idea of consecration is to separate yourself from things that are unclean and things that are common. Can I talk to someone today who you feel like God is calling you to greatness? Can I tell you, my friend, that God is calling you out of the common into the uncommon area, into the place where it's unbelievable, into the place where it's uncommon for those around you to believe or understand. God is calling you to a place where you don't understand it yet. And maybe you will never understand it until you get there. I believe that when, when Jesus called Peter out of the boat, he didn't fully grasp that he was going to walk on water. He had faith in the word of God, and so he stepped. But Peter had never yet walked on water. But he separated himself from the common. Because the common mindset was there's no way. The common mindset was there's no possible way. But God's calling his people out of the common How many want to get out of the common today? Come on, I believe the Spirit of God is speaking in this room. He's speaking to those you're watching online today. He's speaking to you right where you are. And he says, friend, I'm calling you out of the common. Enough living on the sidelines of Christianity. Enough watching what I'm doing. It's time to move where you are. It's time to make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of where you are. God is calling you to make the most of that season. Come on, some of you feel alone in that season of singleness. But I'm going to tell you today, it's time to switch your mindset. To go from defense to offense. Because right now you might be in defense mode. You might be just waiting and saying, where is he? And what, what is he doing now? And, and, and maybe that's him. And maybe that's him around that corner. Maybe some of you are so caught up in that thing. Instead of what God wants you to do is to step into the uncommon area of preparing yourself. Come on, instead of searching after that person, you become the person that they're searching for. Come on, instead of searching after that special somebody, you become the special somebody that God created you to be. You invest in yourself. You pour into the relationships that you have with Jesus and the community and get alive to your purpose. And then you become one that's running the race. Like Paul said, running for the prize, not holding anything back, not settling for the unclean, but coming into this place where you are clean in Jesus. You are following him. You're after his holiness, after his righteousness, and you're stepping into the place of uncommon people. I believe that God is calling you to that place. Some of you say, ah, well, someday when I'm blessed financially or get my, all my finances in order, then I'll be generous. Can I tell you, get out of defense. Right now you might be in defense and say, well, I can't pay all my bills. Well, I don't have enough. That's the lie of the enemy. Let me tell you, the, the Bible says, if you will give the first fruits, this is the uncommon, I know, I, I get it. It, it might be uh, against what, what makes sense on paper. But the Lord says, make the most of where you are. Make the most of what you have. Give me first, and then I'll bless it. And then I will pour out my spirit. Consecrate yourselves today, for tomorrow the Lord wants to move on your behalf. 
Come on, I believe that this is a strategic season for you. And some of you, you're saying, oh, someday I'll be able to be financially wise. No, I'm telling you, switch it to offense and start preparing yourself today. Start making a budget. Start tithing. Start doing something today to plant seeds of generosity. God's calling you to that space of generosity. He's put it on your heart. The enemy will try to lie and tell you there's not enough. But I'm telling you, the Lord wants to move on your behalf. But you have to consecrate yourself today. Today is the day of consecration. Tomorrow is the day of the Lord moving. Today is the day where we prepare. Today is the day where I make the most of what I have. I make the most of what's in my hand. I don't get caught up in the future. I don't get caught up in someday. I get caught up in this day. I get myself away from the unclean, from the common, and I step into what God has for me. Come on, somebody. Come on, how many want that place with Jesus? where you're following him, where you're in a place of absolute surrender to him. It's in that place that we don't want anything that would contaminate our relationship with the perfect God. You see, we do what we know to prepare for what we don't. And I believe that there's some in in this room, there's some watching online that today God's going to call you to do things to prepare with what you know so that he can act on what you don't. There are things you might be holding on to today that someday when you see the hand of God move and you see what he had in his hands, he'll look back and say, how did I ever think I wanted to hold on to that? Don't forsake the season you're in. Don't live as unwise thinking, oh, someday I will. Someday I'll reach my neighbors when I have enough time. No, budget it now. Budget it now to love on somebody. Budget it now to encourage somebody. Budget it now to take someone out for coffee. Come on, even pay for it. Tip the waiter. Pour and invest in where you are now. Do something now to consecrate yourself to get away from the common and step into that uncommon place of preparation, that uncommon place of character building, that uncommon place of faith. I believe that God is calling us into that space to make the most, to make the most. I want to jump back into Ephesians for a minute because I believe there's something so crucial about verse 16. He starts off by saying, making the most of every opportunity. Now, I love this because I believe that for for Christ's followers, every opportunity is to be made the most of. I I know this, this, I I was trying to wrap my head around this as I'm praying through, because I'm, Lord, what does that mean to make the most of every opportunity? You mean everything that comes our way we jump into? Because that just doesn't seem wise, right? It just doesn't seem like the the smart thing to do. Like every opportunity, we're just jumping on it. Well, how am I going to have time to do anything in life if I make the most of literally every opportunity? And the Spirit stopped me right there. He said, every opportunity is what I place before you. And then he reminded me of the scripture. Work as unto the Lord. See, I I meet so many people that say, I just want to get full-time ministry. I remember when we were youth pastors and 
we were uh, raising up the next generation and we were talking to leaders and all. And I remember talking to my leaders and, and navigating the whole like being in full-time ministry versus being bivocational. And, and all of them were like, man, I just can't wait to get full-time. We don't have anything to do but just ministry. Can I tell you, my friend, that you're in full-time ministry as soon as you say yes to Jesus? <laughs> that he's called you to where you are now that this mindset of just full-time ministry, I don't, I, I, I mean, I look through the disciples and I can't see anyone that was just like full on. They were full on all the time. They were tent builders and, and fishers and, and, and there, there were tax uh, people and there were people that were the, the, the physicians. Luke was a great physician and yet he was still full-time ministry. Can I encourage you, my friend, that right now, right as you say yes to Jesus, God is calling you to a life of ministry. God's calling you to a life to make the most of every opportunity. You say, well, what does that look like? Man, that looks like every day. When you show up to work, you look and say, how can I make the most of this opportunity I have today to share the love of Jesus? <laughs> you jump into the Uber and you pray a simple prayer. Lord, help me make the most of this opportunity I have for five minutes when I'm riding with this person. When you jump into line at the gas station to pay for your gas, you look around and say, Lord, how can I make the most of this opportunity that I have in this time? Some of you, as you're going into school and, and you're working at where you're going someday, it's to pause and say, Lord, direct me. How can I make the most of where I am right now? How can I be wise with my time? How can I be wise with my priorities? How can I be wise in building what you've placed me in? Because I want to build here. I don't want to be focused there and miss out on the opportunity to build something beautiful here. Because don't you know, the Lord wants to use what you build here there, the Lord wants to use what you're building inside to show the world outside because public ministry is just the byproduct of private practice. Public ministry is just the byproduct of private practice. Jesus, he always came out of the private moments to publicly minister. He always came out of the private moments with God where he was, was sobbing before God and, and taking in who God was and therefore prepped to minister to those around him. I believe the only way we're going to make the most of every opportunity is when we have those private sessions of asking the Holy Spirit, help us make the most of today. In fact, even a simpler prayer is help me make the most of this moment, of this moment right now. And looking and saying, God, what do you want me to build? As I'm, as I'm thinking door of opportunities, I'm thinking, Lord, come in. As I'm thinking, I want to be navigated by the word of God. I want to dive in. We talked last week, we have to love the word of God. And, and Phil reminded us that we are the door for those to come to Jesus. And man, that was so uh, challenging for me because I'm like, Lord, help me be a good door. <laughs> help me to be always open so that I can let people into your love. But how are we going to do that if we don't know the word? How are we going to do that if we don't know Christ? How are we going to do that if we don't communicate with Holy Spirit? I'm encouraging you, my friend, today, the Lord is drawing you in to a deeper sense of where you are, a, a reality that you are in a place where God is building you. You are in a strategic time, no matter where you find yourself, and God wants to draw you into a place where you are making the most of every opportunity. He goes on, he says, because the days are evil. In verse 17, he says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's 
will is. Understand what the Lord's will is. Do you know what the Lord's will is? The Lord's will is this. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that none should perish. Period. You want to know God's heart is that none should perish. You want to put purpose on your life? Then take on the mission of Jesus and make sure that none perish. I want to talk to you in this season because I believe that God is drawing you to not only build yourself, but to also look out, to make the most of your season where you are currently. Make the most of the relationships around you. Make the most of what God has placed you in right now. Because my friend, I believe that God is building you today for the beautiful tomorrow he has prepared for you. I believe that he's consecrating you today so that you could be holy and righteous for tomorrow. Because Joshua told the people, the ark is coming. He said, when it comes, follow it. I love that. I love that command. He's like, hey, when it comes in, follow it. <laughs> Can I simplify your life? Can I simplify the mission on your life and the plan for your steps? When he comes in, follow him. What does that look like practically? Man, it looks like having a morning session with him every day. It looks like in those times when you're driving or those times when you have those pause moments, it's like tuning in the radio station where you literally just tune in the frequency and say, okay, Lord, I got to get back on track. I need to hear you. By the way, I'm listening. It's a man or woman of God that's reading the word daily, getting it inside of us. If you don't have a time in the word daily, I want to encourage you, my friend, to get one. And make the most of this opportunity. Make the most of these days. Don't live as unwise as the world does. Can I tell you, biblical truth is the foundation of our hope. It's the foundation of our faith. If you don't have it, when the world crashes, when things around you crash, you will have nothing to rest upon. And today, I'm not giving you a word to give you a, a church body to rest upon. I'm giving you a word that you have a relationship with the one who sustains you to build upon the rock. To build upon the rock. I want to look at 1 Samuel chapter 14. 1 Samuel chapter 14. I'm going to close with this. We're going to start in verse 6, and we're picking up on a story where the Israelites are in war, and I preached on this before, but I believe that it's so powerful. And I was reminded of it in my devotion time. In 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6, we find Jonathan. And Jonathan is with the rest of the Israelites, again, in the common place of life. And that's maybe where you find yourself today. Is you might find yourself in a group. You might find yourself at a workspace. You might find yourself in a life where you feel like you're in the midst of common life, common reality. But I'm telling you today, God is drawing you out of that space of common living. And check this out. Jonathan said to his, his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost, outpost of those uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving whether by many or by few. 
And then the armor bearer says, do all that you have in mind. Go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. Now, I love Jonathan's approach because he finds himself underneath the enemy. Now, this is not a space you want to be because the person on the higher ground has the advantage, right? If you're higher, you have the advantage. If you think about it, if you're on the staircase and you're higher on the staircase, you know, you have a better perspective than a person lower on the staircase, right? You have a better perspective of what's going on in the room, better perspective of how you can hit, hit better and, and more precise. And so they find themselves kind of in a bad predicament. And yet Jonathan understood something about his season of where he was currently. He understood that God was for him and that God was moving on his behalf. And I want to encourage you with that today that where you find yourself, the Lord is moving on your behalf. And if you will step in by faith and say, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. And today I might feel surrounded. Today I might feel like I'm in a season of waiting or a season of expectation of what you're doing. But Lord, I don't wanna stay here. I wanna look around and say, what are opportunities that I will take today knowing that the Lord will act on my behalf? (laughs) Jonathan understood something. He said, hey, when I move on what the Lord has put before me, man, and that's a question we need to ask ourselves today, is Lord, what have you put before me that you want me to act upon? Maybe some of you, the Lord is drawing you into a place where you are to dive into community. And maybe you've been out of it for so long, my friend, but I'm encouraging you today, the spirit of God is drawing you in out of the place of common. And today, it's so sad, but the common place of today is isolation. The common place of today is to not be connected. The common place of today is to hide from one another, to to be in distance, six feet apart. And yet today, I believe the Spirit of God is drawing His children into community. and saying, come out from the common. Come on, come out from the unclean. Step into the place where I want you to be. Consecrate yourselves today. Come into that space. Maybe some of you, God is drawing you into a space of generosity and he's been tugging on your heart, nudging you saying, I want to make you a generous person. I want to draw you into be a king's kid. You see, king's kids are generous. They just are. Their life is generosity. The Lord loves so much that he gave. God loves so much that he gave. Love equals giving. And so I want to encourage you today that if you feel a tug on your heart to jump into that life of generosity, I want to encourage you today, do something. Make the most of this opportunity that God has put before you. Step out from the common. Come on, come into this life of favor. Maybe some of you, you are in that season of singleness and you're like, man, pastor, I don't know what to do because I'm, I'm waiting on that special someone and I'm hoping they're here at this church or I'm hoping they're online. I'm hoping they're on this site. I'm hoping I find them. And I'm gonna encourage you today, make the most of where you are. Look around and say, what did the Lord want you to build right now? That you're not waiting on Prince Charming. You're not waiting on that damsel in distress. You're not waiting on that princess to go chase. You're not waiting on that person. You are building what God has put inside of you. Come on, God has called you to right now, right here, this door of opportunity that God wants you to step into and say, how can I make the most of this moment? How can I make the most of this season? And I believe God is drawing us to that today. Jonathan said, come, let us go. And I wanna encourage you today, 
What is God calling you to go and do? I believe that he's calling us to make the most of right now where we are. And God is going to give us direction. And I believe that as we pray today, even as we go through this week, those moments with Christ, as you spend moments really searching after his heart, that he's going to invest in you. He's going to invest in you direction. And not only direction, but confirmation. As Sean comes to lead us in worship, I want to pray with you today. I want to take a moment this morning and just push pause. Push pause on the craziness of chasing things and come into the moment that we're in right now. As the Spirit wants us to make the most of this moment. And maybe some of you, you've been running for so long, you forgot what it feels like to just sit and say, Lord, how can I make the most of this moment right now? Yes, there are things to do today. Yes, I'm going to go on with my schedule and go on with my day after this. But right now in this moment, the Lord wants to invest in you. The Lord wants to take you deeper to the understanding of what this season's for, of why you're here. No season is wasted. And I believe that God is drawing us into the space of understanding and revelation. You know, revelation is just a revealing. Revelation is just a, a taking off the layers so we can see clearly. And I believe that God wants to do that in you this morning. And as we worship today, I encourage you to dive in, to take a step closer to him. Take a step closer to Jesus. Take a step closer in your relationship with him. Take a step closer in how you, you perceive your life right now. Say, Lord, show me. I don't know everything, but I know I'm in a season that you want me to make the most of this moment right now. I want to pray with you today. Some of you today, you want to make that decision to make Christ your Lord. Maybe some of you never made Jesus your Lord. Maybe some of you, you've walked away from him. And today you want to recommit your life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity right now to say yes to him. That, that you could say, I want you to be my Lord. I want to live a life that's totally surrendered to Jesus. I want to lead you today in that, starting that relationship or maybe rekindling that connection today. If that's you, would you just raise a hand? If you're in the room today, we want to pray with you. If you're online, you can click a button. There's someone there to pray with you. But I want to make sure that we, we take this opportunity because this is the most crucial time, crucial moment, crucial decision of your life. And everything we spoke about today, about making the most of the season, making the most of opportunity, means nothing if you don't have Christ. And maybe I want to tell you today and, and ask you, if you were to die today, or die tonight, do you know where you would spend eternity? And I want to make sure that today you have that assurance. Say, I gave my life to Jesus. Therefore, I'm on my way to heaven. Hey, if that's you today, you can raise a hand, push that button. I want to pray with you right now. Let's pray together. Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Not only dying, but raising from the dead. You forgave me of all my sins, and I am forgiven. I declare today that you are my Lord and Savior. 
The Bible says that when I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that he was risen from the dead, I shall be saved. So today I'm redeemed. I'm saved by the blood of Jesus because Jesus is my Lord. I love you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger for your righteousness. Let me step in to a relationship with you. And thank you for all you've done for me. I love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I want to encourage you today. You made that decision to tell somebody. Get into a community where you can walk with them. Today, I, I want to encourage us to step in as we worship together, to really step into who he is. Maybe you need to take a moment right now and say, Lord, what is what are you calling me to do right now in this moment? How are you calling me to live? How are you calling me to prepare? Come on, as we worship, as Sean leads us, can you just step into this moment of worship? Lord, we love you so much. And I thank you for every person in this room, every person watching online. I pray that you would show them, Lord, what this moment is for, how to make the most of this opportunity, make the most of this door, make the most of this season. I pray for direction. I pray for wisdom. I pray for guidance. And we lean into what you're speaking over our season. We love you so much, Jesus. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.